it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Good afternoon. You're listening to Gambling with an Edge. Now here are your hosts, Bob Dancer and Richard Munchkin. Good afternoon. Welcome to Gambling with an Edge. I'm Bob Dancer. And I'm Richard Munchkin. Our guest today is Jimmy Jazz, who frequently has frequent flyer miles, gift cards, and low roller kind of bargains in Las Vegas. Welcome back to Gambling with an Edge, Jimmy Jazz. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Richard. It is always a pleasure to be here. All right. So there's one that's only good for a few more weeks. So let's talk about that first. It has to do with Southwest Airlines, who's had lots of negative publicity recently. Yeah, they uh, they did something rare, though. They actually admitted they screwed up and they needed to fix their situation. So that's almost unheard of in the uh, corporate that's world. You, you made a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we've talked about Southwest a whole bunch of times on this show. And um, in general, I think they're a very good airline and they have a very good frequent flyer program. And to me, their companion fare is just the best deal going. So what they did was they made it even easier for a limited time. So you can apply for one credit card. Um, Annual fee is $69. Spend $4,000 in three months. And that will get you 30,000 miles plus companion fare till February 28th of 2020. So basically you get companion fare for nine months to a year, depending on how quickly you um, accomplish the spend for only opening up one credit card with, you know, not a tiny spend, but certainly a manageable amount of spend. 30,000 miles should get you at least one ticket to someplace you want to go in the U.S. that Southwest flies. So you'll get your ticket plus a companion of your choice, and you both fly basically nothing. So it's good through March 13th. If people want to do this through a referral with me, I can certainly do that. If you use my link for the referral, please make sure it's the same. Oftentimes companies will not give their best offer. I'm finding that to be less and less the case. So hopefully this will be one of those cases where they offer you the best available promotion and the referral bonus. Um, the usual chase rules apply. You can't have open more than five credit card, five or more credit cards in four months. You can't have this particular credit card from chase in those two years. So there's those little restrictions, but those are on any credit card you open. You know, if you have a flight planned 
2023 and it's someplace Southwest flies this is a great way to do that flight. Very inexpensive. So uh, wait, I have a question about that. So Jimmy, um, you just uh, pay the the yearly fee every year for the card? I do because what Southwest does, it's a $69 annual fee and they'll give you 3,000 miles. So I value miles at 1.5 cents. So that's like getting $45. So the annual fee works out to be actually costing me, what, $24 out of pocket. I'm, I'm willing to pay that. Plus they have some perks. Chase has some, you know, some benefits here and there. Um, the points you earn are one-to-one for normal spend. So to me, that's worth 1.5%. They have some deals for dining and travel where they get you a little higher rate. And if you use the card to um, spend for stuff on Southwest, plain food or services or whatever, those I think are three points per dollar spend. To me, it's well worth it to keep the annual card. If you want to do, you know, a one year and done, I would recommend doing an almost two year and done, pay one and you're just grabbing the card for a year and hit and canceling. I think it'll give you some uh, longevity in the in the credit card. But you still, even if you if you sign up again for the 69 of which you get so much back, you still keep free companion fare? The, no, the companion fare is only good till February of 2024. You know, usually companion fare, you have to earn 135,000 points to get companion fare. So by flying, that's a whole lot of flying or a whole lot of spent. So they keep on making it easier to get companion fare. And to me, it's it's such a great deal. I don't know why they do it this way, but they do, and I'm glad they do. So the companion fare for this is kind of like an intro for one year. And th- at that point, you can see if you like it or not. And then if you want to do it the following year, there are certainly ways to do that. Good. And given their negative publicity, they have incentive to uh, to do this. All Maybe right. that's why they're doing it. Because this is, this is to me, the best companion fare offer I've ever seen from them. Yeah, if you're, uh, now Bonnie and I fly places where South Plus goes. And so this is an excellent deal for us. I've not been playing the credit card game, but um, I think I am now a um, a buyer of this one. All right. Well, if you need a referral, I know somebody who has them. Oh, well, good. I uh, You sent a link to Richard to post in the show notes. Is that, is that, does that give you the referral? No, that's just a description. I will um, I will send you a link that'll show my review. And you want that? You'll and you send want it to me because yeah. you'll have to send it to me. Yeah. Yep. Will do. Perfect. All right. Let's talk about online gambling accounts, funding them with gift cards. Okay. So BetMGM, $50 gift card, but $4.95 activation fee. So I looked on the back of the card to go through all the rules and regs, and I noticed they will also give you a $10 free bet. So a $10 free bet is worth $4.50 about once you pay the juice on your wager. So that takes down the activation fee, $0.50 cents or so. so. That makes it a pretty good play. You can get 1% back on almost any credit card. It's a break-even. The downside is it's only a $50 gift card. You're going to load any amount of money into your So then the second one I noticed was from Caesars, which is up to a $100 gift card with a $3.95 activation fee, but nothing to offset it. So I think I bought one of those just to see how it would work. Then I noticed what I thought would be the best option, which was DraftKings, which had a $100 gift card with no activation fee. So I thought, this is good. Um, I bought a couple of them. I downloaded them. I saw they registered to my accounts. Great. I made a bet just to make sure the funding actually. 
Um, I didn't do anything with the account. I bought two more gift cards, did the same thing. I wanted to make sure that it was repeatable and worked. And then I made the mistake of actually withdrawing $200 because for the wagering I was going to do. And they lacked my account. They told me I had committed suspicious activity. And uh, to get it unlocked, I needed to send them a picture of my face. I said, okay, I'll do that. So I sent it to them and it came out blurry or not clear enough. I did like three times. How do you get your face to hold your license? I use my finger. Uh. But then um, they just said, that's not good enough. We need receipts from your purchases. So I don't know about you, but I don't always keep receipts back three months purchase. I happen to have one set. I had the gift card, the receipt, and the there's a little activation thing you get too in case there's any issues with the card. So I sent them a copy of all that. And they said, okay, that's good, but that's only for one of the gift cards. I said, okay. So I sent them pictures of all four gift cards, and they said, you still don't have the receipts. So then I look at my online account with Kroger, and fortunately, they actually keep all your receipts. So it showed the purchases for the DraftKings gift cards. I sent them all that information. And they said, okay, well, now you have to agree to our terms and conditions to use these. Turns out that to use a gift card, there was actually a spend part of it. You have to run the money through to make the funds withdrawable. So I finally went through all of that. And after about three weeks of this, I finally got my income. Now, my fault, 100% for not reading all their terms and conditions. It just didn't occur to me that I would need to have any sort of restriction, particularly a cash deposit. So I know they were talking about money laundering and stolen. But what's interesting is they didn't restrict the deposit. All they restricted was, so it seems well, of like course. <laughs> they're concerned yeah. about money laundering if it comes out of their pocket, but not so. Other. Yeah. That was a, uh, a frustrating deal, but a good learning experience. So, then, you know, when you first said this, I was thinking, wow, this would be a great way to churn. Absolutely. Uh, but now it sounds like it is not going to be a good way to churn. Well, I mean, if they were offering $1,000 cards, um, then maybe. But um, yeah, I'm sure if you bought 5000 worth of gift cards and deposited them all, it could take you months to get money out of out of them. And I'm, I think your credit card company might say, hey, we notice you go to your store and you buy a thousand. They might have an issue. So then our local casino, which is now, it used to be Greek Town, is now Hollywood Greek. They started a promotion or actually allowed you to fund your gambling account through their app to where I could load money from a credit card into the app, plug my phone into the slot machine and transfer them from the app to the slot machine. I thought, okay, this has got possibilities too. So uh, Haley Marie gave it a test run and deposited $50 for procedure. No uh, cash uh, fee? We're we're getting there. Oh, okay. (laughs) So no cash fee from the credit card, but Hollywood charges a $10 per transaction fee. Ooh. Yeah. But the first time they waive that, they give you the $10 back, and it also gets you a bonus on their drawings. They have these drawings once a week for people 50 and over. And I think the price is like 150 bucks. But if you have the app and you have money loaded in it, they give you an extra 150. So there is some benefit, but it wasn't the uh, the play I thought it would be. I would say the best play is if you're going to sign up for a DraftKings account, I would do whatever the max is on their free bet, a thousand or 2000. I'm not even sure what the, 
I would do that with the gift cards and that would get you half of the spend if it's 2000 on your Chase credit card we talked about above. So you would fund your account, get the little bit of whatever you earn from your credit card and also clear half of your spend. I think that's the only real plan. Um, as far as an ongoing deal for loading your account, who knows, maybe in the future they'll up the limits, reduce the fees. That was but my experience with funding online accounts. In Michigan. And yes. for those people who don't live in Michigan, this information is largely irrelevant for... Well, for I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that at all. I mean, it's okay. bet MGM and DraftKings and Caesars, and there may be very similar kinds of things in other states that have legal online gambling. So yeah, I can't know, believe it's a Michigan only thing. Investigating. Yeah, absolutely. And especially, I mean, if you're a low roller and you want to just fund the account and get a few points on your credit card, it's certainly not. You have to buy the card and then rip the label off the back and then it's a little bit of work. You know, if that's worth it, maybe you get 5% spend. With Haley Marie and I, we have a deal with Kroger and gift cards that they're worth basically 20% to me through the store. So for me, it's still probably worth it. I will be hesitant, but it's it's got possibilities and one of those things that should be monitored. Well, also you um, really don't play online, but for people who actually bet sports or whatever, I mean, usually they're betting a lot more money than this, but um, you know, for, for somebody who actually does want to run the money through, um, you know, it sounds like there are possibilities there. Right. I don't bet sports much. I do some of the online casino stuff, the bonuses and the hustling. Actually, Hollywood Breakdown has this promo now where if I deposit $500 gambling account at the cage, they give me $100 in free play bar stools app. So I've been doing that once a week for the last year. So I run some money through there. Like I said, I think it's a good play possibly for the, it'll get a little bit better. But I mean, if they really, if they opened it up and said you can buy a gift card dollars and there was no activation fee over advantage of that. <laughs> you think? <laughs> I think. That might be an easy way to do spin. That's for sure. Yeah. Now you mentioned uh, you do referrals. So how does this, ref um, so referral means you get paid uh, to do it. What do you give us if you get paid? What I was doing in the past was splitting the, what I call the cash value, the referral. So I send you a referral link for a Chase card. Chase gives me points. We value them at a penny a piece. I would send you a check for $100 or half of that. I thought you valued uh, them at $1.5. I But that's that's if you use them for the airfare. I do it for the cash value. So, I see. But like if you go to the, the Points Guy or Million Mile Secrets or any of those sites, nobody I've ever seen splits the referral bonus except or gives you anything for it. Um, curious thing happened, though. Two things. One, Chase started doing referrals for business cards, which they hadn't done before, and the value is two, $250 on it. So that's, that's a positive. The downside is we got a letter from Chase and a 1099 for $1,000. We did a little investigating and looked. So that's the downside. So I have uh, revised my limit, my uh, split, where you get a third, I get a third. Between the IRS and my local government, they get a third. That's my new split. For now, I don't know if they've actually done this in the past. This is time I've had any significant of uh, referrals. I don't know if every company does it. They'll start doing it for lower than six hundred dollar limits. But another. Um, Another development that makes the referrals less valuable than they were, but still. All right. 
you have a comment on um, credit cards versus and slot clubs and some connected somehow. Yes. So um, I know various slot clubs do status match. Harris being one of them who used to or Caesars. Also with Chase World of Hyatt credit card, I got Pearl status at MGM. So it'd be cool if there was some place where I could see all the different. I might talk to uh, Mr. Curtis at the Las Vegas Advisor and be interested in making uh, as part of his um, newsletter or website. But it'd be great if I could go there and say, yeah, I have this level card, Noir member at what will that get me at Caesars? And then some of the tie-ins are a little comp where you have a credit card that gets you hotel status, status gets you slot club status. I've heard a few of those deals before. The reason I mentioned that, like I said, it might be something worthwhile and it would certainly fit into the uh, Las Vegas Advisors mission to be be all end all for all feature if it's doable. Yeah, I can see a, a, a lot of um, desire for that. I, I think a lot of people would love to have that. Uh a site that would give you that information. And yes. the casino slot clubs stink about telling you what's going on, either because they don't know or they don't care. I'm not sure which. Yeah. But try and get the information out of the booth, exercising frustration. All right. You you play at the Four Queens in downtown Las Vegas. I do. They, uh, you're, you're welcome. They, uh, <laughs> they recently merged their slot club with, with Binion's. Um, how have things changed? Well, we were, I think there's two levels. I think it's a, like a diamond and a double diamond. So we were consistently 300 to 400 in free play, maybe $100 in food. Uh, my last mailer, I $100 in no food credit, but still the room. What's interesting is Haley Marie still got the four, but she tends to not the best and will play the slots. So maybe that had something who plays pretty well, but also his offer was. So I'm thinking only the best game they are. Again, you would be hard to get anything affirmable that says that. Based on my March mailer versus my February, they're definitely decrease the attractiveness of their best plays. Well, I'm going to push back on that a little bit. Um, for they've actually taken out quite a few of their best machines, but uh, but the mailers varied month to month, um, and so there will be times where it's not clear like your. Last year, your April versus your May versus your June versus your July, they were likely all different. And uh, and it's not always clear why. So basing uh, the fact that, yes, our mailers went down in March, uh, but we'll see what they are in April. We'll see what they are in May. It is still a it is still an excellent low roller play. I'll agree with that. What I'm basing that on, our last trip was November. And then December, January, and February offers were all similar. And the March off decreased for a friend, but not my wife. And I have a buddy in the Midwest, the sharpest of anybody. And he emailed me probably a week ago and said, hey, guess what? And sure enough, Myler and his March mailer were significant. Uh, I hope you're right, Bob. But I think they're, they've got some criteria for downgrade. And I yeah, and especially for those people who were getting mailers, uh, separate mailers from Binion's and Four Queens and are now getting one mailer for the two places. So that is right. another I never, way. I never played at Binion's for me, for my buddy, or Haley Marie. We'll see. Um, Four Queens is still a great place. The clientele in the area is a 
less pretty than it used to be. The basic Hugo's, the brew pub, I'm not eliminating them, the rotation. It's, it won't be a reason for a trip anymore. In addition, another reason, not the sole reason. I mean, previously I thought, you know, they were pretty generous and I don't think that'll be the case. Yeah, but they still have dollar ten seven with a point one seven club and a point three one comps. It's hard to find a local casino in Las Vegas or anywhere where where it has that generous of an offer. Oh, I agree with that one hundred percent. All right, so you've been getting sticky buttons on Bonus Streak Ultimate X. Yeah, and this is one of those lessons learned and a little bit on how. So one of my local casinos has this game, and for better or worse, I play it. I mean, I fully admit I don't know the strategy. Pick up some loose multiple, play it, because it's actually one of the, for me, the most fun games to play. So I was playing one time after a couple multipliers on the straight. Oh, this is really cool. So I did the the, uh, touch screen, and I swiped across to hold them all, and then hit the deal button. So I think the fourth card didn't. In bonus streak, that's a huge error. It costs you not only. And the multiplication of the multiple, so it's a pretty expensive mistake. So I called, uh, I called the suit over, and she came up and said, what happened? And I explained it. And she said, I'm going to review the film, which surprised me, and I'm not sure I completely believe it. But she was on the phone for a while and came back and said, nope, that wasn't a mistake. That was not going to pay you. And I asked, could I see what you saw? And she said, and I was playing while she was still there on the phone, finger across all, all the cards. And she said, well, that's not a machine mistake. That's your mistake and she said the only way she would to pay for the is if i held all the it showed them all and then between the time that i do that and hit the deal draw button so this particular casino takes a very specific very narrow view of what a machine error is um, the lesson learned is if you're hustling bonus streak you're not playing a lot of play slow take a look at the machine make, and the other thing is is even if she, yeah that was a machine problem or the touch screen was to reinstate the hand is almost impossible in bonus streak multiplication. So even if she said, okay, you had your straight, I'll give you, that doesn't correct for the Myers, nor get me back to the previous state. Lesson learned is if you play those games and the machines aren't in good shape, be very, very, if you make a mistake. Yeah, and so after you learned that sliding your finger across doesn't work on that machine, why did you continue to do it? To show her. I wanted to, I did it and I would stop and I would look at it. I wanted to show her that that action didn't result in holding. I don't do that anymore. I sit there and I play one finger on one very slowly. Well, I play fast, but I give it a second before I hit the button. I think I give it more than a second on these games now. Because like I said, if, you, if you're if you playing that and you're just going for the mind, you're going to play five hands. Or if it takes you 10 seconds for a hand instead of three seconds or two seconds, it's really no big, well worth the time. All right. Um, let's move on. Let's talk about safety deposit box. All right. Um, so I know you've been a pretty big proponent of them, and you've mentioned them on a couple of different shows. And I think what is that you're not supposed to put cash, and you're not supposed to put valuables in this. So I would say uh, I think a lot of people do both of those. And if you read your contract a little bit, if something happens and the bank actually gets robbed, somehow breaks into boxes and steals all your, you don't have a lot of room. And that's granted a very uncommon. What's more is the bank merges or the branch closes. And they have to somehow transfer that those assets to a different location or a different company. So you have to rely to make the transfer work, secure your asset. They usually tell you, you usually know a bank is. So I would suggest if that's the case, get everything out of your safe deposit box, close it down. Again, 
you don't have a whole lot of recourse if that's I, I think that's a highly, highly unlikely scenario. I mean, I can't remember the last time I heard of a bank safety deposit box being robbed. Um, not not robbed, but the the second one is the more common one. Yeah. Yeah. And for especially for people who have boxes around the country in cities they don't visit often, um, that can be a problem. Also, I've mentioned on the show before that I know somebody who the bank closed their accounts and told them they didn't want them as a customer anymore because they were going in and out of their safety deposit box too often. And the bank assumed it meant that they were keeping cash in there. So that's something to be aware of as well. That might be the official reason, but my guess is the bank really doesn't make any money on a safety deposit. It's a lot of uh, maintenance and procedure. and, And every time you come in, they come over and assist you. I think it's just a uh, a manpower. They really don't want you in there once a week looking at it because it takes one of their employees away from doing something else. I think that's that's more of the reason why they don't want to do it. And at least in my area, finding a safe deposit is getting tough. A lot of branches don't have them, and it's a money deal. Well, for casino gamblers, many most well many poker rooms have safety deposit box, and they're specifically so that players can keep their chips and cash in there between sessions in the casino. So this is a very common uh, thing for poker rooms to have. And I don't know what the rules are about if that's, if that casino is held up, but this is what players use them for. They put their chips in there. They put their money in there. Right. But it's not a government backed FDIC regulated bank. It's the casino. So I think the rules are a little bit different. All, all I'm saying, though, is if you have a safe deposit box or your bank merges, grab your stuff out. Potentially bad. Okay. Um, but if you're not keeping money or, or valuables in there, what are what are you supposed to keep in your safety deposit? I guess your will, your trust, list of yeah. passwords, stuff like Deed that. Deed to your house. Yeah, yeah that kind right. of stuff. Some people keep their birth certificate, mm-hmm. passport, passport, stuff right. like that. All right. Uh, Frank B. was on the show a week or two ago talk and one of the things we talked about is casinos resetting slot or video poker machines and you came across this on bonus streak ultimate x Mm -hmm. you know when i go looking for a play i'll cycle through all the combinations and i won't say frequently probably at least 15 i've seen the hand three four five six of spades and hearts as the hand played in that order. I doubt, yeah, in that exact order, in that exact suit. So I doubt that the players have left it that particular hand that many. So I was wondering if that's a default set the machine or the machine to reboot. And more to my concern is whether that's a way to wipe out more the machine and then it goes to bad. So I don't know. I've seen that a lot of times. If you have any insight. In- well, I have seen, I, I, I don't check out all. That's not one of the machines I I, um, I vulture, but I've definitely seen something similar on um, regular Ultimax machines. There it's two, three, four, five suited of spades, and I forget the fifth card. And hmm. definitely uh, one particular casino. I see that again and again, and so it's so after a while I get the message: this is not a good thing to be. Um, they're obviously checking the machine. Uh, so, I mean, to me, that should be 
illegal for them to wipe out the. It seems like you're changing the base play of the game, and I'm sure they'll have an argument against that. But that just seemed pretty much blatant cheating. But yeah, it is. It is. You're altering the you know the random nature of the game, and and blackjack players have had this argument for. 40 years or whatever that preferential shuffling, which is essentially the same thing when the dealers are, you know, counting and whenever the deck goes positive, they decide to shuffle, you know, they've been doing that forever. And yeah, it it is cheating, but it's cheating that the gaming control board allows. So I don't know what corrective action you can take. Um, I guess you could refuse to go to casinos that do that. Then again, you're going to the, play the game at anyway. It sounds like it's a little bit, little bit of uh, cost of doing business. Yeah, uh, bringing it to their attention, showing that you're <laughs> aware of all this and checking it is not a smart move. I'll just tell them that three, four, five, six, nine, not my lucky hand. I'll have bad luck. Good luck with that one. Uh, and then you'll, you won't have to worry about whether or not you're going to frequent that casino anymore. All right. Um we're taking a break from Jimmy Jazz. We'll be back. Um, we'll, brief word from our sponsors. Richard. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. If you're serious about card counting, the Blackjack Apprenticeship Membership is a great way to learn, train, network, and get the resources you need to succeed. We've had quite a few guests on Gambling with an Edge who exclusively trained and got their start through Blackjack Apprenticeship. Check out the website at blackjackapprenticeship.com. They have member forums, training software, and guides to help you learn. That's blackjackapprenticeship.com, and you will find a link in the show notes. Videopoker.com is the best place to play lots of games. If you sign up for the gold membership, $8.95 a month or $79.95 a year, this allows you to get correction on most of the games. Game of the week is Spin Poker Deluxe. It pays the same as Spin Poker, which has nine lines active except spin poker deluxe has 20 lines active making it a 100 coins per play game the expected value of the strategy for this game is the same as a single line version but if it's a good game you can get a lot more coin through than you can in the regular spin poker if you're interested in getting an edge at sports betting then unabated.com is a great resource founded by frequent gambling with an edge guests captain jack and rufus peabody unabated is designed for both new and experienced sports bettors Their real-time odds screen, tools, and calculators take a lot of the guesswork out of trying to quantify your edge. There's also plenty of free education and instruction to help you along your journey to becoming a sharper sports better. You can currently take advantage of a seven-day free trial to decide if the premium membership at Unabated is right for you. All right. Um, Beverage savings at local casinos when dining. What do you have for us here? You know, a lot of the uh, casinos have the self-serve option available, and in, in our local casinos have a food court. So I can either grab a beverage floor and walk over, give them $4 and count the same beverage. So we choose the first. You know, it's not a fortune, but I mean, I would rather, I had the comp- in comps a year, the casino have it, and it's not really that hard to do. 
Now, tying into this, my local casino for the first time ever is giving you one-to-one -one free play for your comp down, which they've never done. Currently, if I give them, give me $1 in free, and on one couple days in March, they're giving you $1 in free for $1, which I'm not sure they understand what they're doing. Going to be giving away a trait, realize that that's, uh, that's their issue. The uh, significance to me, though, is that it's going to affect how I play a little bit. I do some of the advantage slot play. Say, for example, you have a play number that's 32 on a given machine, and previously you're getting 0.2 in cash back, and 1.3. The 1.3% in comp, 0.6. With this promotion, you're getting the full 1.2. Now you're getting 1. So maybe instead of playing that number, if your play number is 30, 30, 30 is a play. So it gives you a little more flexibility on what you can play. And also between now and when I can redeem those at one-to-one -one, or the gift shop rate. So I have one buddy who's a local hustler, and he's probably got 10,000, 15,000. So that's going to be a significant chunk of cash for him. And based on some other folks I've seen, that's not. So I think on this particular date, they're going to be giving. Um, their bottom line doesn't look so good for March. So they're not. There's no limit. You can you can cash what you have. I didn't. I read the rules real quick. It just said one to one comps for. Free. I'm so, guessing it's going to come out to be a hundred dollars per day or something of that nature. But we well, shall I'll see. Take, I'll take a look and I'll drop you a note. But whatever it is, I would try to do as much as possible on the first day right. because it may not last. Well, they're doing two to one on a couple days and then one to one the last day. I think it's Wednesdays in March. The first three times you can do two to one and the last time it's one. I don't see why anybody would do the two to one part unless you're like out of around on that last day. But I've seen enough silly things happen in casinos probably happen. So. Well, and more than that, depending on when it starts, it you know might start at midnight the night before, might start at 3 a.m. or 6 a.m., depending on when the casino day is. The smart play is to do it when it starts. Absolutely. So, it could easily be gone in an hour after it starts. Well, Haley Marie and I have, you know, a couple hundred dollars, maybe maybe five hundred dollars. It's a good play, but it's not like my buddy used ten thousand dollars. Right. And he's he's there every day and all kinds of weird hours. So for him it'll it should definitely work. For me, it wouldn't be worth, you know, getting there at four in the morning a fairly modest pay day. I'll leave it for the big hitters. I'll take advantage if I can. All right. You saw an interesting sign at the Cosmopolitan. Actually, I saw a picture of a sign at the Cosmopolitan. One of the local hustlers uh, came up to me and said, hey, look at this. And he showed me a picture, and it showed a slot machine, Cosmopolitan. And I didn't get down the exact wording, but words to the effect of, if you play this machine, this machine can be in a persistent state where it has an advantage, and there might be people milling about trying to get you off. Wow. So it's, yeah. And I looked online, I couldn't find any other reference to it, but I talked to another local hustler buddy and he said, yeah, he's, he's heard or seen the same. I'll do a little more digging for that one. It sounds like they are, at least at Cosmo, getting a little more hustlers. Now, so is Cosmo, are they part of the MGM system yet? They were going to be. I don't know. Has that merger taken place? That I don't know. Because if it is part of the MGM system, then you would think that... Um, all the properties would have the same kind of sign, you would think. Well, and also, wasn't MGM the first to start backing people off of slot machines? Um, I know I heard stories about back-offs at MGM, New York, New York, Mirage. Mirage, Mirage is no longer MGM. was a while back. So, 
it's it's hard to find a casino that's faster than the El Cortez at that. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, you might be right. Um, back to a subject we were talking about five minutes ago on the getting your uh your beverage at beverage machines instead of mm-hmm. um, in the food court that actually can work at um with higher end beverages wines there are casinos where they have a decent wine selection at the bars for players of certain status and so you can get a you know a healthy pour for a five dollar tip and take that into their nice restaurants with you for the uh for a glass of wine that would cost 20 or 25 dollars in the restaurant but the uh the bartenders in these special lounges will give you a healthy pour for uh, a modest amount. It's the same kind of yeah, idea. We went to uh, Andiamo a while, and I was meeting a buddy there, and he actually walked in with a gin and tonic, a plastic cup, and sat down. Where the waiter came over, a nice glass. Where it is gin and tonic. Yeah, Andiamo is in the D, which Correct. is the circus system in um, in downtown Las Vegas. All right, uh, we want to thank you, uh, Jimmy. Interesting ideas as always. At the end of our show, we have a recommended set. Uh, earlier in the day, I asked Richard if he had one, and he said he didn't. Has that changed? Nope, hasn't changed. I, I got nothing this Uh-huh. Well, all right. So then I will do one. The um, For those of you who are interested in storytelling, are listening to storytelling, and are planning to be in Las Vegas on Saturday, March 11th, 7 p.m., there's a story slam with two of the people who are my favorite storytellers ever. Uh, one is Richard, and the other is me. Although that <laughs> last is supposed to be a joke. Um, w- one of the other storytellers is one you would not have heard of, uh, Dorothy Adeli, who is also an excellent storyteller and well worth listening to. But um, it's not a name that uh, most of you would have heard of. Uh, the, the topic will be first response. At least a few of the stories are not really closely related to the um, topic. It'll uh, it'll cost you a dollar to get in. The um, well, at least a dollar. It's pay what you can, pay what you want. Yeah, they uh, they said if anybody wants to pay a hundred thousand dollars, they will accept it. So. Uh, so well, although I it don't... is a nonprofit, it's an art center. So, you know, if you don't have to just pay a dollar, it, it would be nice to pay what Five you think is dollars. reasonable. Yeah. Now, my story uh, is true and it surrounds uh, things happening in 1954 when I was seven years old. Um, some people said I was a real stinker back then, which I'm sure our listeners would find hard to believe. Jimmy, do you have a recommended for our listeners i do a while back there's something called a wonder wall it's basically a little bigger than a typical wall what it has is these plastic inserts that will a bunch of credit cards and they make different sizes you can get the that'll hold from eight credit cards to 64 now the way they do that is they double up on each slot so i bought one of the 64 slot ones and i will use it only for singles, so I'll be able to place 30 cards in there. So I carry about 10 credit in a license, health card, some other stuff. So for me, it's an easy way organize it. 
keep it hand. Um, it actually fits in pretty much the pants I wear. It's if I wear dress pants, it's and I have a button on the rear pocket. Sometimes I can't button that, but besides that, it works pretty well for me. Um, Wonder wallets, I guess, aren't manufactured, in, but they're still for sale. You can get them on Amazon or eBay. They're fifteen bucks. And um, the inserts, though, is curious. So the sixty-four card insert was ten dollars. Bought it for fifteen. It's kind of kind of funny on the pricing. But I talked to the guy who or used to own it. He said he doesn't manufacture. He provides the inserts as a service. Um, so it's not really a moneymaker for him. And he's gone on to. To me, it's a very convenient way to organize credit cards. You could actually dual wallet, have Slack web cards. and you're, I find it very useful. I'm always looking for better organized. Very good. All right. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you, Richard. Go out and hit lots of Royal Flushes, everybody. Good day.